Stay tuned after our season finale for news about season three, plus a musical performance by the creator of our theme song, Johnny99. Whatever it is North Shore is going to be offering, whatever lies you're pushing, I don't want it. I don't want your help. For your own safety, stay away. Signal Productions presents The Drowning Isle, Duggan Hill's second season, a radio drama by Andy Garland. Chapter 13, Flotsam. signal you when it's clear for the stretcher. Stay on the radio. Okay. If anything goes wrong, you leave, okay? Copy that. Oh, shit. Dennis, what do you see? It's one of ours. Erica Chow. Alive? Negative. Second body, not far off. One of the civilians she was traveling with. A lot of spent ammunition. Some long arms. Ground around the bodies, soaked with water. No sign of the primary? Not yet. I'm gonna keep looking, see if I can't- You won't find her here. Contact? Relax, will you? I've been shot enough times today. It gets old. Don't move. Fine. Fine. Just trying to save you the time. That's all. Dennis, what's your status? Stand by. Surprise you survived all this. Where's Zoe? <sighs> she's... Uh, she's gone, kid. Hitched her wagon to a different horse, so to speak. Honestly, didn't think they'd take her. Shows how much I know. I'm not hearing answers. Didn't think I owed you any. But she's not here. She and her girlfriend came out of that cave, and Lord, they weren't alone. They took the boat, and that's that. Not even a dot on the horizon anymore. Looks like you and I are both going home empty-handed. Of course, you coming back with nothing, letting your bosses down, you'll survive that. They'll let it slide. Mine is less forgiving. I suspect the second I step back into that ocean, he's going to pull me straight down to the blackest depths. 
Thought I'd linger a while while I could. Get some sun. Might be a while before I see it again. You killed these people. My people. And I'm sure you'd have killed me too, if you could. But, since the thing we're both after is no longer on the table, I think it's best we part in some state of amicable enmity. You're serious? I think we made our message clear back at Delta. You don't come looking for us. And we won't come looking for you. You run that up the chain. See what your superiors say. Well, sun's setting. Think that's about it for me. What about Zoe? Kid, if you ever cross paths with her again, you run. You run like hell and you don't look back. She's theirs now. Henry? What the hell does that mean? Henry? Henry! He walked past me, down towards the beach, and that's when I saw them. The choir. Almost a hundred of them, standing in the water, waiting for him. The weather was picking up a bit, the water was getting rough. He walked right into those waves, like he was just brushing past a curtain. And they followed. I watched them until the last one disappeared beneath the surface. And... And that's it. That's it. So... Is this place going to be the new branch office, no, or...? No, this is temporary. We're looking at a site near Abbotsford for the new Pacific branch. Security's going to be tightened, fail-safes reviewed. Sartine is, obviously, off-limits until further notice. If, if we don't learn from Delta, yeah. what was it all for, right? Yeah, I guess so. Do you believe, Henry, the things he said to you? About... About this being... Over, about Zoe. We can never be too careful. But for now, it seems we have an understanding. I don't think we'll ever really be rid of them, though. What about Zoe? That's trickier. We found the boat the next day on the western side of Cape Scott Provincial Park. Supplies were gone. So were Zoe and Marie. So, they're still out there? For now. But it'll only be a matter of time before one of them slips up. And then? Well, I guess that's up to you. Knowing what we know, how do you want to handle this? She's too much of a liability to be left running wild. I understand. If there's nothing else... There is. I know you probably want to get back home to Travis and your daughter. But, given your familiarity with the situation, I wanted to ask if you'd be willing to stay on with us at the New Pacific Branch. Temporarily. In what capacity? Retrieval. Team lead. Your own people, all the assets we can spare. You want me to find Zoe De Beers? And bring her here. Yes. Alive? If circumstances allow. But I trust your judgment. February 27th, 2017. From the desk of manager, Claire McConnell, North Shore Pacific. Subject, monthly update. Despite our lingering logistical issues and the new North Shore Pacific facility still being constructed, 
we have made some great strides with our ongoing recovery efforts. First, the last of our deceased team members have been laid to rest, and the cover stories about a nautical accident off the BC coast are holding up to public scrutiny. Prime Minister Trudeau delivered a speech today honoring the victims, which was quite moving. Secondly, other team members who were affected by the Delta incident have been returned to active duty, or have been cleared to return to their original roles. The last of them, former North Shore agent Coulter Quintel, was discharged from hospital this week. Doctors originally believed he might succumb to his wounds, but I guess he's not done surprising us yet. Third, and I believe of most importance, there's been an unexpected development with regards to our search for Zoe De Beers. We intercepted a package mailed to Zoe De Beers' apartment from Nanaimo, British Columbia. Inside was her cell phone, which contained a message for us. The audio file, which appeared to have been recorded near a shoreline, was timestamped a week ago. Five days ago, we found Marie Martin. She was taken into custody by an RCMP officer in Gold River, BC. Audio from her interrogation is attached. What happened after the cave? Yuto let us out. Some parts were pretty deep. I wasn't sure if I was going to make it, but we did. Zoe had a flare going most of the way, but some parts I was just holding onto her shoulder in total darkness. And I could hear them. I could hear them all around me. This Yuto. Was it this man? I think so. Yuto Adachi? He used to work for you. Was it him or not? Yeah, yeah, it was him. Thank you. You left the cave, and then... And then we got out on shore, and there were... There were dozens of them. The people in the rags. Henry's people. The choir. If that's what you want to call them, sure. They were all wearing these soggy clothes that looked half-rotted away. Some looked like they may have been fishermen, and every one of them was singing. Singing. Not a song, just tones in unison. We heard it way before we saw it. And then what happened? We saw Henry. The one who... The one who killed Ed. And Erica. What did Henry do? He was standing right in our way, and his face was just... He looked hopeless. Broken. He's a big guy, but now he just looked reduced. What did he do? Yuto walked up to him and said, She's ours now. The two stared each other down for a minute, and then he... Henry stepped aside. He let us pass. Down to the boat? All our stuff was still in there, and we had enough gas to get us back to Vancouver Island. Yuto stayed with us until we were out of sight of Sartine. Then he told Zoe, see you soon. And then he stepped off the boat, disappeared under the waves. I see. You went to Sartine, didn't you? We did. From the timeline we've been able to establish, we arrived a few hours after you'd left. Did you see them? We found some of the firearms you'd taken from Beverly Tesler, lots of spent ammunition, the bodies. What about the cave below Sartine? You didn't... I didn't go down personally, if that's what you're asking. But they were down there. The... We didn't find anything alive. None of the creatures you described were present. Just a collection of bones and some other items of interest. Well, like what? 
Talk me through the last time you saw Zoe De Beers. After Yuto left us, she... She didn't talk much. We'd bandage up her hand as best we could. By the time we made it back to Vancouver Island, we were both exhausted. We set up camp underneath some trees a little inland. Had a tarp to keep the rain off, but it was... It was rough. We didn't know what we were gonna do. I mean, what do you do after that? After that kind of an experience? I asked her what our next move was, and she told me she just wanted to rest. So I held her. I just held her, and we both tried to sleep. And she said, We never got to go on a road trip. What? We should have. I just kept putting it off, you know. I'm not that great a driver. Yeah, well... I'd put you in charge of playlists. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Where would you want to go? I... I don't know. I don't think I'd really have a destination. I just want to go somewhere with you. And what happened then? We had supplies for a few days and some money left over from Coulter's emergency fund. We paid a couple hikers who'd driven in from the city to give us a lift out of the park. We wandered for a while together after that, hitchhiking, camping off the side of the highway, out of sight. We got ourselves a better tent in Port McNeil, kept moving south. I was changing her bandages every day and... After a couple weeks, her hand had completely healed. Not even a scar or anything. It was like she'd always been born without that pinky finger. Every night, she'd always be the last to fall asleep. When we sprang for a motel, she kept a chair propped up against the door while we were asleep. Not that it'd have done much good, but she was trying, you know? We were talking every night about where we were going to go, what we were going to do. She didn't want to go back to the city. She was scared. Scared of these... Yikulok? No. Scared of you. We... talked about the Yukon. She figured maybe going north might be the answer. Is that where she went? I already said... Marie, if you're lying to me... I told you, I don't know where she is. You're telling me she never said anything about where she was going. She didn't even say goodbye! Marie, tell me about the last time you saw her. We were at this place, the Ridgeview Motor Inn, little town called Gold River. We'd hitched there, so we said we had to keep moving, but this place seemed safe for a while at least. The money was running low, and we were talking about maybe finding work, something under the table, you know? I was talking to the bartender at the roadhouse across the way and he said his manager would be in the next day. Maybe we could talk about filling in for one of his bartenders. We went to sleep around 11 that night. I remember waking up, looking at the bedside clock and it being close to 3 in the morning. I rolled back, reached for Zoe, and, and that's when I saw it. There was a man on the ceiling. A a man? 
crawling in little jerking motions like a silverfish. Tall, thin, almost to the bone. His hands stretched out of his sleeves way, way too far to be normal. He was bald and in the moonlight you could see the scars running all across the top of his head like train tracks. He came down the far wall onto the floor towards us. I didn't move. He came closer. I could hear his breathing, this raspy, strained, wheezing thing. Hands and feet scraping across the carpet up to Zoe's side of the bed. And she was awake. She was sitting up, staring this thing right in the face. And then it spoke. Kill Jeremiah Duggan. Kill Jeremiah Duggan. And then it... It must have caught me staring. It turned and looked right at me with the hollowed out places where I should have been. I just... I just... felt like my skull was just caving in and I... I must have blacked out. When I came to again, I was still screaming. The motel clerk was pounding on the door. And the man on the ceiling was gone. And so was Zoe. I had to get out of there. If they call the cops or, or an ambulance, I... It, it's okay, And I just Marie. ran and ran, and I couldn't find her. I just couldn't find her. July 29th, 2017. Marie Martin was thoroughly assessed by our teams, and after having undertaken considerable rehabilitation... We have deemed it reasonable that she be released from North Shore custody. While this does pose some potential risks, we have assigned a full surveillance team to monitor her home, work, and all cellular communications. Marie understands that disclosing anything about her experiences will result in her immediate and forceful relocation to a North Shore facility. But if Zoe De Beers tries to contact Marie, and we do believe she will, we'll know about it. She's still out there. Some among North Shore management believe Zoe isn't even alive. And for a while, I'll admit, I had my own doubts as well. However, this message was left on the voicemail of Erica Chow's husband and daughter, just last week. Hello, vous avez rejoint la boîte vocale de la famille Chow. S'il vous plaît, laissez un message et nous répondrons au plus tôt que possible. Hi. You reach the chows. We can't come to the phone, so leave a message. Hi, I'm... I really don't know how to say this. I was a friend of your mom's, and we were on the boat together. We were both out there on the water with some other tourists, and... And a storm came in. And it was the worst storm we'd ever seen. And your mom... saved me. She saved me.
She was so brave, and... And if it wasn't for her, I wouldn't still be here. I couldn't make the funeral as much as I wanted to, so... I just wanted you to know. And I hope you're proud of her. The call originated from a payphone outside a gas station in Jasper, Alberta. This adds a new element, as it appears Erica Chow's personal cell phone was not, as we believed, lost during the fighting on Sartine. Zoe may have taken it from the boat, which means she may have access to more information than she should. Our efforts to locate and retrieve Zoe De Beers are ongoing. But we will find her. And you just click there, and there. And that's it? You take your change over to the printer, choose your username, put in enough change to cover the resumes you're running off, and that's it. Thanks, that's that's awesome. I really hope this one works out for you, Hal. Can I show you how to do anything else? No, no, I'm, I'm good, I'm good. You have a great day now. You too. Marie, you've got a call waiting for you on line three. Thanks, Kate. You doing all right? Yeah, it's... it's new. I'm getting the hang of it, though. Well, if you have any questions, let me know. VPL downtown. This is Marie. Hello? I know you found it. What? The Drowning Isle. Who is this? I'm a friend of Zoe's, from Duggan Hill. I... What do you want? I know what you're going through. I've been there myself, trying to go back to the way things were after... Everything you've seen, everything you've learned, it's impossible. Especially when you know they're watching. You mean... North Shore. Did you know there's three of their agents in the library where you're working right now? One's over by the printers, pretending to take a nap. The old man. There's also the woman with the red handbag, the one who keeps checking out the cookbooks. And the third? Your new co-worker, Kate. She's... Don't. Don't look at her. Don't say anything. This is your life now, Marie. Under a microscope. Whether you want it or not. They follow you. They're in your work. They're in your home. Just like they were with me. But I got out. I could get you out, too. What does this have to do with Zoe? Niev wants to talk to you about the Isle, about Zoe. Do you know where she is? We... We have an idea... And we need your help. But the situation is complicated. And North Shore is looking for her too. And if they find her first, we're never going to see her again. We can get you away from North Shore, out of Vancouver, to some place they won't find you. But it has to be now. Now? We've been planning this for weeks. In two minutes, smoke is going to start pouring out of the first floor's washroom. And the fire alarm will ring. One of our people... We'll distract Kate so you can slip into the crowd's leaving. Hang on. And walk out to the curb of Georgia Street. A great car will stop and if it's safe and you haven't been followed, they will open the passenger door and take you with them. Look, whoever you are, this is- Marie, this is it. You can stay in the fishbowl or I can take you to the ocean. It's up to you. Hello? 
Excuse me, miss. Hi, is there something I can help you with? I'm... I... I think I lost my glasses on the third floor. I can check in the lost and found. It was just a moment ago. I... I, I can't see so well without them. Could you Okay, please? just... Just a second. Oh, Let me see. Thank you ever so much. Three, can you cover for me, please? Yeah. Go ahead. You've been listening to The Drowning Isle, Duggan Hill's second season, written by Andy Garland and produced by Time Signal Productions. Our season featured... Kelsey Ranshaw as Zoe. Alina Blackett as Marie. Jameson Trenholm as Ed. Natasha Schulmeister as Jen. Starlees Waschuk as Claire. Daly Nelson as Morrison and Henry. Denise Ding as Erica. Jarrett Bisco as Arthur. David Johnston as Dennis. Sarah Roa as Niev. Javier Sotris as Francisco. Graham Miles as the psychologist. Philip Granger as Coulter. Whitney Grace as Loretta. And Jeff Sugiyama as Yuto. Featuring additional voices by Andy Garland. Darren Hopwood. Rachel Kent. Jalen Eitenayer. And Richard Mean. Duggan Hill and the Drowning Isle were recorded in Vancouver, British Columbia, on the unceded territories of the Musqueam, Squamish, and Tsleil-Waututh First Nations. We'd especially like to thank our patrons on Patreon, who helped make this season possible with their contributions. You're pretty awesome. You're simply the best. <laughs> Just wanted you to know that. Duggan Hill will return in 2020 with its third season. Until then, this is Andy Garland saying thanks for listening and carry on bravely. And now, Johnny 99 with The Highway Ghost.
Never came looking for